Poet Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes. This makeup artist's created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients including peppermint to help you feel good and do good as a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful. Holt Revolt offers long-lasting shine and moisture, and this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE when you check out. Get glazed today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all. Check it out. So in this episode, we had Brittany Polo Grimes on, which I'm excited. This is one of my neos. Um, And it was kind of cool just talking to her about the makeup industry and how things have changed and like just really her level of detail and her product um and her business and it's just it was just cool and also hear her journey from when she was in college having her major that she picked out did a little bit of experience with that degree that she got and figured like i would rather go back to school to do something that was in my passion yeah, so. what I thought was really cool about Brittany being a certified makeup artist is that I love makeup. And so hearing her story about, you know, she went and got her bachelor's, but then she also had to, um, you know, she knew she wanted to go back to her passion of being a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. I had a similar passion, but didn't ever go back slash the night's still young, right? In my mm-hmm. life. Um, <laughs> but Holt Revolt Cosmetics is something that I'm very excited to try out for myself. The glaze. The glaze. And I can't see how, I can't wait to see how the product line evolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have some really good candid conversations with her. Um, we also hear about how the beauty industry has changed. Mm-hmm. And um, and also too, like her her we also talk about how she's a really good cook, mm-hmm. and how we're really really excited to try some new dishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks mm-hmm. about the peach cobbler that she's whipping up. I didn't know rasta pasta is actually a dish somewhere, mm. um, but I can't wait to try hers because mm-hmm. I know she makes a good rasta pasta. Yeah, we're gonna have to have her this summer out on the grill or just whipping in the up. kitchen. Yep. <laughs> so enjoy. Amber Cherie. And I'm Taylor Bree. This is the Inner Circle Podcast. So how was your weekend, Taylor? Oh my, my weekend was great. Um, I went to Wisconsin with my um, co-worker friend and I got to meet her family. I got to be out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and <laughs> drink and um, 
yeah so that was a a pretty different experience but at the same time very familiar like um I think of my stepdad's side of the family like when we hang out with them it's mm-hmm. always a good time always very lively okay. and um a, a very chill kind of weekend um you know it wasn't too far but um and then she'll like tell me stories about her family and it's nice to be able to put the pieces of someone together once you meet their family so um so were they everything that you expected them to be yeah and more honestly okay (laughs) (laughs) when you say more what do you mean like her brother is very um lively he's very crude and just kind of fun um okay um but also like serious uh they're a big football family so um and he's from wisconsin so green bay packers are always um like the center stone of their conversations and stuff like that so okay yeah well, that's cool. Did you get some Wisconsin cheese? Because that's what they're known for. Which I wanted to, and we were supposed to stop at the cheese factory. We left too late on both days, really. On Saturday, we um, left too late from Gary, because that's where we met up. Um, and Gary, we like Gary, Indiana? Yeah, we met her brother in Gary, uh-huh. Indiana, and then we drove all four of us in the car to... Um, what you call it to Wisconsin and what was really nice about that was I usually get car sick um and I've just learned like Dramamine has really changed my life um <laughs> I now know that I can do anything with Dramamine okay um so that's great because uh, <laughs> if I didn't have that Dramamine I would have been down for the count for sure um so yeah, it was a really good time. Um, it wasn't anything like too glitz and glam. It was very like, we're here to see our family and that's what we did. And it was a really good time. It was their grandma's 75th birthday. Nice. So she took us on a tour of the ranch and it was a really chill time. Um, and I don't know, it just instilled a different lifestyle to me um, and how the simplicity and all of the everybody knows everyone mentality and I don't know I've never really seen too much of that before so okay. that was nice anyways how was your weekend <laughs> um my weekend was good um it was I, I worked most of the weekend so that's like eh. and I know I said I told y'all in the last podcast that I was going to start being more positive so it was just busy. We'll just use mm-hmm. that as the continuous word. Um, mm-hmm. But I got a chance to catch up with a girlfriend, went to um, lunch, and I'm trying to think what else. It was just more kind of just chill um, outside of work. So I'm actually looking forward to this weekend because we actually can just like leave. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I feel like I've been stuck in my house all year. Uh, which most of us have so I'm getting yeah. tired <laughs> to say the least so but yeah so yeah well oh good I was like well that will be a good change of scenery for sure I mm-hmm. am so excited for it and 
Um, we signed up for our vaccination for May 5th. And hopefully it comes sooner than that. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping as soon as they stick me in the arm, I'm going to book a plane ticket. So, <laughs> um, well, that's not how it works. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm here for the support of going and getting out there. Uh, I, I was reading on the, well, not reading. I was listening to the news and um, Indiana actually is opening up their restrictions to anyone who wants it here this Wednesday, they're passing the regulation. So I think your chances of getting it earlier is probably pretty high. Yeah, um, they so. just passed it today. Anybody that was 30 years or older. Oh, okay. And then maybe on the um, on Wednesdays when they're doing anyone 18 and over. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, well, that's nice. Yep. So y'all, this week is one of my neos, one of my good friends, one of my uh, really close friends. We're going to do this, the word of the day, but I'm so excited for you guys to um, hear about the makeup industry and marketing with Polo. So, or Brittany Grimes is another name. So we'll bring <laughs> her in in a second, but I just wanted to drop in a little bit and tell y'all how excited I am. So, all right, Taylor, let's get the show rolling. So what is the word of the day so we can talk to Brittany? Yes, the word of the day is inspire. Okay. So um, inspire in the way that I looked it up to mean, um, but I'm going to share a different definition with y'all because it kind of goes hand in hand um is to fill with the urge our ability to do do to do or feel something especially to do something creative um and then the, another word for it as a biologist which i know um is to breathe in so you inspire breathe out expire so inspire a breath of fresh air or to motivate yourself and feel inspired to create something. I think with the spring season, I feel very inspired. Mm -hmm. I was telling my co a different coworker today how I didn't realize how much of a fog I was in during the winter. Mm -hmm. So going outside in the spring has kind of made me feel like, oh, I can breathe again and that new life and that inspiration um, all together. So um, that's the word of the day, inspire. It can mean to feel motivated to create or it can mean to breathe in. And I think spring has done both for me. So <laughs> <laughs> now let's bring in Brittany. Yeah. I'm so excited. So I would say with Brittany, going off the word of the day, she has inspired me, I would say for multiple reasons. Um, Brittany, uh, I remember Brittany being, uh, we're going to switch back and forth between Brittany and Polo, because um, that's, that's the nickname that I actually learned about her. Like when I first met her, people were calling her Polo too at school. Mm -hmm. But then also you guys will learn a little bit more about her because she's um, a business owner. Um, but Brittany, she was one of the first people that I met when I first got to campus. Um, she was also in groups. She was in women of color. She was in a whole bunch of different, I think we even did Toastmasters with each other, if I remember right. Um, so we did a little bit of everything with each other. And, um, 
and one of the one of the most awesome things that we were able to do with each other she became one of my sisters so um and then our journey has continued up until now so i am so excited um when we were thinking about people just like you guys know our mission is one we want to show healthy relationships among siblings but then also healthy relationship and inspiring um helping healthy relationships amongst um, friends and family but then also too like like we told you guys in the first episode um we really want to show that people that are in our inner circle, our community are, are not a monolith. Everybody is from business owners to, um, you know, executives to pilots to doctors. And it's so important to show black people or people of color in so many different lights. And so when we were thinking of our mission and the people that are important to us to in our inner circle to bring you guys uh, to like show their talents. I thought about mm-hmm. Brittany and how she's inspiring. So Brittany Polo Grimes, that's what we got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the inner circle. Awesome. There we go. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for that awesome introduction. I'm really excited to be here with you all today. Awesome. Well, we're going to get right into it because there is a lot that we want to just cover with Brittany and really for the listeners to really, um, we're going to share her contact information in the show notes, but then also towards the end. But there's, I'm just really excited to hear Brittany's journey um, because I know Mm -hmm. a little bit of it, but then also Brittany has a makeup business um she's a business owner I remember when she was in makeup school so mm-hmm. like there is so many layers to Brittany she's also a twin you know she's a wife you know there's multiple layers so Brittany I know I shared a little bit about you um what can you give the listeners an introduction about yourself sure well again my name is Brittany Grimes my friends my family call me Polo so whichever suits you all feel free to call me by that um, as Amber said I wear a lot of different hats you know by day I'm a marketer currently I'm in pharmaceutical marketing and on my free time when I can find it <laughs> I am also a business owner uh, more specifically for Hope Revolt Cosmetics which is a brand for women like me women like you all who are wearing multiple hats you know especially Mm -hmm. now that we kind of got this increased responsibility at home but nonetheless we want to show up to all these moments as our best selves even though we may not always feel like our best selves we want to show up as our best selves and so that's what hope revolt is here for Mm. awesome awesome so can you tell the listeners a little bit about um where did you go to school and why did you pick the profession that you picked um, or you picked the, I should say the major that you picked and then how has that progressed to where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I went to Indiana University Bloomington with Amber and Nick and a lot of our teachers. <laughs> uh, so I did my undergrad there and I actually studied public relations and journalism there. And so it took me a while to get there. I am a first generation college student. And so 
the whole context of college, university was very new to me. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say I'm not sure that I knew exactly, you know, what was available to me, but I did the best that I could with the resources I had. Towards the end of my matriculation, I found out that marketing was a thing. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I think I'm supposed to be over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> at that point, though, I was almost done. I think I was a senior, a super senior by then. And so I'm like, nah, I'm about to finish up real quick and God will get me to where I need to go. <laughs> so, and so that's what he did, quite frankly. So after I finished up undergrad, I headed straight to Atlanta, where I really started my marketing career in entertainment marketing and public relations. And so that time really helped to solidify who I am and who I thought I was and what mm-hmm. I knew I could do and really help to solidify my interest in marketing. So I'm like, if I can do it just on my grit, just based on what I know now, mm-hmm. let me go ahead and hone that craft. And so it came to a point when you kind of know it's time to move on. Yeah. You know, like I've learned a lot, I've contributed a lot and I feel like it's time to, to progress. And so that time came for me and I'm like, cool, I'm going to do something I said I would never do. And that's go to grad school. <laughs> I was like, more money? Why? I'm good. <laughs> God's got me this far. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, when you tell him your plans, he has a real sense of humor. And so he yeah. really put out. And so I went for and I applied for Northwestern University, the Integrated Marketing Communications Program, which is like a top program in the nation, I think even the world. Um, and I had learned about it way back in the day in undergrad. But I'm like, nah, you know, this isn't for me. I'm not going to grad school. I don't have to worry about this. But I found my way back. I got in and, you know, I really thrived there. And I was able to, like I said, hone my craft. And so that really opened a lot of doors for me. So I was able to work at agencies in Chicago where I got to work on these great CPG or consumer product goods accounts, um, really expand my experience there. And then eventually, you know, God had other plans for me, got me back to Indiana, got me into pharmaceutical marketing, you know, no matter what I said or planned. (laughs) Um, But just like everything else, it's really turned out to be uh, one of the best decisions I've ever made, you know, and it's got me back home. I was able to really, you know, grow my relationship with my now husband. Obviously, my friends found their way back to Indianapolis as well. (laughs) So it really worked out. Um, So enter Hope Revolt, if we back up a little bit in Chicago, Mm -hmm. I was really in this place of just checking off the boxes. You know, I think a lot of us have been there, like we do the things that we think we're supposed to be doing because it's supposedly the right thing to do. But when you're in that space, at least for me, I reached a point where I was getting really burnt out. Like I was being really unfulfilled, even though I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing, like it didn't feel right. You know, Mm -hmm. it didn't look like what I thought it would look like. And if people were looking inside they'd be like oh you know you're doing well you're moving to Chicago you're working on this account you know you got your master's I'm just like okay yeah I, I need a creative outlet I yeah. have been described as one of those people who use the right and their left brain like I'm not this smart I need some creativity and I'm not getting it and so like I really took the leap like I use my vacation day to sign up and actually attend makeup school there in Chicago. So thank goodness there was a school, um, Makeup First, uh, that was world-renowned and located right downtown. I think they actually just closed due to some impact from COVID, like a lot mm-hmm. of 
nonetheless, super grateful that I got the opportunity to make those connections and to get that experience and really find that outlet for myself. But I think like in the back of my mind, that was great. Like, cool, I get to do something creative, you know, but still like, I'm always that business person. So I'm like, okay, cool. Being an artist is great. Yep. How we gonna make this into a business? Like, how are we gonna capitalize on this? Like, for real, for real. And so, Hope Revolt just gave me that opportunity to kind of marry my my business interest and my interest in makeup, and even my interest in giving back. Because I didn't have a lot of time to do that, and so that also left a void in my life. Like, I can't give back. Like, I feel like I should be doing. And so, Hope Revolt was really the intersection of those three interests. That's awesome. So you went through quite a journey with your getting your master's and you know your different marketing jobs and everything how did you find the time or what really motivated you besides that creative outlet to to really balance the makeup um and starting this business and taking the leap into this because i it sounds like you had a lot on your plate already and then you threw something else into the mix so how (laughs) did that go for you yeah i mean it was tough i'm not gonna pretend like it wasn't i think i'm kind of those that kind of person who tends to take the hard way you know for better (laughs) for better or for worse by no means did I ever think that it was going to be the easy route but Mm -hmm. I think just that need to get more out of life like I knew that that wasn't the only thing for me and it was really frustrating me because it's like I'm stuck I need to do something else and so that was really motivating for me like either you sit here and you take it (laughs) or you pursue the life that you wish to have so that's what I chose to do yeah it's like are you gonna sit here and cry about not being happy or are you gonna actually do something about it exactly exactly and it was not easy like oh my gosh those people at work I'm (laughs) like I know you know what vacation days are you don't get to tell me how to use my vacation days I can leave at two o'clock okay (laughs) if it's on my vacation day allocation I'm good they gave me a hard time hard time <laughs> like I might quit today type of hard time oh, yeah <laughs> for real like I will sleep in the basement before y'all keep coming at me like this <laughs> mm-hmm. well the thing about it is those boundaries because when you are balancing so many different things on your plate you have to have strict time boundaries there's no way you can sit there and let people infringe on your time or your energy when you got too many things go well not too many things but other things up in the air you know so Mm -hmm. I can totally relate to that and um see you in that as well um I can relate to it too because I I feel like you and I are somewhat the same because like we have our, you know, our more technical professional business, but then we do a whole bunch of other things outside of work. That's a, tends to be a little bit more, I wouldn't say fulfilling because we like getting paid. So, so, (laughs) (laughs) but like, you know, running numbers or, you know, running business meetings and looking at more different marketing strategies, like can be fulfilling, but it's like, there's more to life. So like, I, I completely relate so yeah yeah and then the idea too of like doing it for someone else mm-hmm. yeah you know I know before we started filming like we were talking about entrepreneurship and just like mm-hmm. the pros and cons to that but just the idea of like working so hard 
yep. for yeah. someone else Girl. and not investing at least half of that energy mm-hmm. into yourself is, is definitely something to be said about that. And yeah. I think there needs to be like a, I feel like I, hopefully our generation is changing the way that we look at that. And I think COVID has also changed the way that the workplace works too, because I feel like, you know, our parents and society have, has always been like, go to college, get a job, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and also too, like, I know I'll speak for myself. Like I always, anytime I was doing things outside of work, I was always scared that other people, like that people at work would know that I'm doing other things outside of work. And then that mm-hmm. it was going to, you know, cause me, you know, issues or, you know, if I asked for a vacation or something, they're like, oh, she's going to do that. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> even though that's something that's a passionate to me, uh, you know, my passion, like, or something I like to do, like, I, I, I like the fact that you didn't feel like you need to explain yourself. You just did it. <laughs> I did it. I'm not going for it. I did not tell them what I was doing. I did do it, but <laughs> it was hard because I am, I am transparent to a fault. And I think hmm. for people like you and I, Amber, was just like, I would like to operate in transparency. I don't want the yeah. like other things to have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. keeping this on the DL, <laughs> yeah. but it was, it's tough sometimes, but I totally understand like where you're coming from because you cannot tell everybody everything and they don't deserve yeah. to know everything like your time is your time and, and it was certainly a, a hard learning lesson for me to kind of get into that practice and I'm still working on it like don't get me wrong but sometimes mm-hmm. you take the leap and just take your your power and your authority and operate in that yeah, yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's even the company culture because like mm-hmm. some of them you can be a little bit more transparent because maybe that's your team dynamic so like if you have something going on with your family or if you need time off because you just need a mental health day you know, depending on your manager or your team environment, sometimes like it's not that big of a deal. It's like, hey, you know, you need to take a day. But then you might have bosses or a team environment that, that's a little bit more conservative. But mm-hmm. like, I don't care what's going on at home. Don't bring that to work. That's none of my business. If you got it, if you know, a doctor's appointment for what? You know, like, are you going yeah, right. to be here by, you know, 10 How sick are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's like you have to walk on eggshells and act like you're a robot, you know, like mm-hmm. that you're, like, you don't have feelings or things outside of work. So, and I yeah. think, like, the biggest thing for me, like, don't get me wrong, um, I've worked and I'm, entry level but I'm also worked in a lot of different fields at this point and I know that there's a time and the place where it's strictly work and a time and a place where you need to care about your your workers as full individuals in a holistic view they are mothers they are creatives they are also an employee Um, and so it's not necessarily that when you go to work you should have to um, hide those pieces of you. But I've also seen people who get like super distracted by those extracurriculars while they're in work. Um, so it's it's hard because it's, it's, for me, I have a creative side as well. Um, but I definitely feel that I've seen how it can be a detriment for other people when they don't know how to balance it and not bring it into the workspace as much as they do. Um, Fair point. It is a balancing act and everyone is not equipped 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that these are commonsensical things, but I've yeah. learned, if nothing else, like the things we take for granted are really not common. Mm-hmm. Like common sense, no nope. agility, <laughs> balance, <laughs> nope. those things. Like yeah. you should get paid extra if you have them. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That EQ, that emotional intelligence. <laughs> that too. Uh, yeah. I definitely have seen, um, I don't want to put it too much out there, but um, they worked in a church. And so a lot of times there were phone calls and everything else (laughs) at work. And, you know, it is what it is. Like just out um, in the open? Yeah. Like we would be doing work and they would take a phone call and um, like, Oh, you know, this and this is happening at the church and oh to, yeah. They must have thought they were doing God's work. Oh, oh they love <laughs> That's sure. what I'm thinking, like God got my back, I do what I want. <laughs> and, and look, Jesus saw him through and Jesus saw him through. Um, anyways, so <laughs> I, I once upon a time wanted to be a makeup artist. Um, I have a YouTube page that has one. What, what's what's the profile? Sh- Let me look it up. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I think I probably even archived it by this point. And if I haven't, I'm going to do that expeditiously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um anyways but uh I don't know I guess I got a lot of pushback from my family um well my mom specifically when I told her I wanted to go to cosmetology school instead of go to um university um and so that was a conversation that made me very upset but I'm also better (laughs) for it when I look back on it right mm-hmm. um and I think oh no did I lose y'all are you there I'm here oh, oh, okay. um, <laughs> sorry technical difficulty <laughs> um but uh, I I just wonder so there's a balance right when you have somebody who um wants to be in the makeup field but you can see their talent and uh, their academic space what would be your advice to them um as they you know navigate those rocky waters do both yeah <laughs> I think that a lot of the times like we tend to think we have to choose and we don't like, you can do what you want to do it's just what you're willing to make time for like if my mm. niece were to come to me and say tt i want to be a makeup artist i'm like cool but you also need to do X, Y, and Z because because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. what I guess maybe not said a lot or maybe what parents probably think before their kids might think of is like life is still happening and you still need a level of stability and you can get there like being a makeup artist can be lucrative for mm-hmm. some people maybe not for most mm-hmm. but for some so if you're looking to live a certain lifestyle with financial demands then you're going to need to make sure you have some type of stability established but you can do both like I did both so it's possible but that would be my recommendation and then you can also see how much you really like it you know like do you like it just as an outlet or do you like it as a profession you know how much are you invested so it'll give you that space to do that without having to worry about what am I going to eat tomorrow 
Yeah. And that's for real. <laughs> that is for real. And then, okay, next question. This is just rapid fire questions. Um, <laughs> so going from the makeup artist to the makeup production world, what was the learning curve with that? Because that sounds like you switched into something else. <laughs> Girl, big learning curve. I'm still on the upside. I'm still going up. <laughs> I am still going up. It's, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. Being an entrepreneur, you always hear this concept of, you know, I have to do everything. I have to be everything. And I have to be everyone. And that is no joke, mm-hmm. you know, especially when you're first getting started. So initially, I was the manufacturer, mm-hmm. marketer the brand manager, the media relations, the tester. You hear me? <laughs> you hear me? And then I bought in my friends and my cousins now to mm-hmm. also do, mm-hmm. do the testing too. But like you have to do everything and also do life. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so there's a lot of learnings. i probably say a big learning for me is patience. Yeah. So, and I'm not the best person say that but it's Mm -hmm. a working process but I said that because at the end of the day I have to remember that what is for me is for me Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to where I'm going Mm -hmm. I don't have to speed it up I don't have to worry about slowing it down I just need Mm -hmm. to take the steps and as long as I'm taking those steps with God I do believe that you know I'll be successful and so for me I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist you Mm -hmm. know I have this idea of how things need to be and I have this idea of the time frame in which I need to get these things done and that for me has proven to be a quick way for burnout yeah. you know and so I've had to give myself grace and allow myself space to check off these boxes while being more realistic mm-hmm. you know what I mean so for instance COVID happened obviously last year before the pandemic really reached its peak and things got shut down and we started working from home and the supply chain was interrupted, mm-hmm. I had already started outsourcing my manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And so that was this whole seat and I had all these efficiencies lined up and I had all these formulas and I'm ready, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. About time we finally got through and I got my package I had lost most of those efficiencies that we identified Mm. earlier, including financial efficiencies. Mm -hmm. You know, I did not get as much product. There were some things I had to make trade-offs on. And so those are things that were out of my control. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, I kept the course. But if I would have given up like, oh, well, you know, then I would have just had nothing. You know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, well, if you want something bad enough, you're just going to have to give yourself grace to be flexible yeah and keep it pushing yeah that flexibility is very important in anything it expectations are great to have but um you know there is this thing of perfection paralysis Mm -hmm. um if it's not going to be perfect I'm just not going to do it and that's where I fall on that spectrum and then there's the perfectionist that's over working overwhelming um of just always trying to fix everything and I think the the perfect um work ethic if you if there is such a thing everyone's so different um is right there in the middle where you can see things just going wrong 
but you just have to allow the waves to come and go as they come because at the end of the day you can't control the ocean you can only ride the waves so that's so true and honestly as long as you if you can actually identify the things that are most important you know like for me I'm like okay maybe I didn't get as many products in quantity that I wanted but is the quality there that Mm -hmm. I asked for yep well I can live with that yeah what would you say is probably um, your favorite product that you made so far? Mm, so far, hmm, let's see here. I think it's, I think it's this. Okay. So is this, it a clear lip gloss? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is Muse. No, this, yeah, this is Muse. Okay. So this is in the Embrace collection. And this is probably my favorite one because I just love the story behind it. Like in the Embrace collection, it's all about embracing who you are, embracing your best self and just different aspects of yourself. So Muse reminds me of this quote that I've heard before. And I think you all may be familiar. And this is not verbatim, but it's something to the effect of when you allow your light to shine and when you bring your true self to the table, then you give other people permission to do the Mm -hmm. same, Mm -hmm. you know? And I really feel like this, in this last year, that that's been especially clear for me, especially at work, because like people have been forced (laughs) to to bring others into their home, just get real about life and get real about their restrictions. And like, hey, here are my parameters. Let's make it work. And, you know, I've, I've never seen that level of transparency, but I find that it gives other people just this freedom to do the same. Like you say work-life balance, but are you free enough to actually enforce that work-life balance? Yep. You know what I mean? So that's probably my favorite one. And plus you can put it with anything. So yeah. I really into me because I have no work-life balance. <laughs> <laughs> We're both a work in progress. We're working on it. That's all that matters. I'm, I'm currently looking at your website. And I definitely am going to get this Embrace uh, collection for sure. What I love about the clear one is it, it brings me back to, you know, that my lip glosses pop in era. <laughs> yes, and your lips will be popping with this. Like, I love it. And um, I think it's like that right amount of shine between mm-hmm. like too much and too little. It's right in the middle. Like you can wear it to work and still be confident without mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, you doing too much, girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can yeah. still wear this to the club like, oh, she's she's fly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good You got to stay ready that, you know, Friday work look that turns into Friday night look. I, I'm, <laughs> here yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm especially here for when we can do it and actually go outside and show out. <laughs> you know what? I went outside. All I got to say is stay inside. Oh, no. <laughs> she said I tried that outside thing it wasn't really what it's cracked up to be Ooh, it, it wasn't what it was cracked up to be I, I understand the nostalgia of it that's funny oh, so with your so with the with the muse I know for me like I inspired to like grab different pencil liners or mm-hmm. sorry um lip pencils lip pencils yeah yeah and always throw a, a lip gloss over it my favorite is like um like a brown kind of mm-hmm. taking it back to 90s a little bit uh-huh. what would you say is the best way to wear 
Muse or any other lip gloss in the Embrace collection? Shoot, I think the best way to wear it is how you want to. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would certainly say that they can each stand alone. Like okay. each one of them can stand alone. Um, they may be tinted. Some of them are tinted, but they're not full color. So it gives you like just that amount of touch. You know what I mean? Um, but I really like your idea of the lip pencil. Like I find that a lot of our customers do that. Like they put on the brown, like smudge it a little bit, you know, not quite Mary J, but you know, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. And it seems so cute, so natural. So I think that that's really one of the trends that are really staying consistent over time. It's just that lip liner and that gloss because it's quick. It's cute and it's classic. Yeah. I got to say, one of my favorite color lip pencils is pink. Or no, 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 no. It's a dark purple, but Uh it has a pinky tint to it. Um, It's actually a MAC Cosmetics one, but um, it's called Heroin, just if you're curious. Yeah, now Um, I got to look it up. It's definitely (laughs) one of those purple lip 2016s that I can't get out. Of, I can't get out of it. So I will have to put on Muse on top of that and see how that looks. Mm-hmm. I can tell you it's going to feel great too. No. <laughs> That's uh, what that I is, hear. That's what you hate. Oh my That's gosh. What I hear. Yes. That's the, yeah. uh, Oh, I hate <laughs> it. Oh, I hate it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I was so specific about that. I probably drove my manufacturer crazy. I'm like, nope. This ain't it. Like, do you see this? <laughs> Look at this ring around my lips. We're not yeah. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, oh, we wow. took this through like three times, three, four times. I'm not even kidding. Like I yeah. refuse to have a yeah. sticky lip gloss. I'm not going to yeah. do that to y'all. Yeah. Well, top yeah. lip be sticking to your bottom lip when you say a P. You can't even say a P. <laughs> <laughs> and then it like kind of like melts together. Yeah. And it looks like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and when people talk with their lip glazes and lip glosses like that, I'm just like, listen. I know you feel it because I see it. <laughs> so let's just, let's regroup. Go to the bathroom. Let's regroup. <laughs> you can't say that thing without hurting people's feelings. And so I just keep it in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Speak your truth, sis. Speak your truth. <laughs> so I had a question about like when it comes to Black women in the makeup industry, I feel like we dominate at least from my perspective, when it comes to like hair and they're in like hair products and different things. But when it comes to makeup, like there's, there's like, there's highlights of certain, but I feel like it's not a highlight. And maybe this is just the perspective that I'm in and the the box that I put, you know, I'm in currently, and maybe I need to brighten my horizons, but I don't really see too many um, black women or women of color um one brands in stores like mm-hmm. uh, mass production but then also too you know being highlighted in general unless it's a black person or a person of color they I felt I feel like they're the ones that highlight their own but like there could be black women on the set of the view and you know mm-hmm. the maybe the white girl or whatever is the only one that really gets like the you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm making sense, but you are, I get like, you. like, I felt, uh, so what's your perspective, just kind of like get to the point of just black women in the industry. And is there, 
is there like what's the view do we feel like we need to have um more of a presence do we feel like we have to shine our own light uh, because maybe there's not as many opportunities that people look to shine you know people of color like kind of what's your perspective of just being a person of color in the makeup industry and also a business owner too um yeah for sure i do believe that um Black people are here, you know, in the makeup industry. There's definitely a presence, but I totally know what you mean. So me kind of being around, you know, any locality, right? I'm going to eventually find out, like, who are the African-American Black makeup artists, you know? And I'll find that they're plentiful. But when you go to big platforms, like conferences dedicated to beauty and cosmetics, you don't see a large presence of Black makeup artists. And then when you speak of businesses owned by Black makeup artists, even less, right? So I totally understand like where you're coming from. I can't exactly identify the root, but I can only imagine that it's much more of what we've seen before. And it's just that like lack of systematic support. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're talking about big box stores and Mm -hmm. larger media platforms, Obviously, there are people who are paving the way, like you have makeup artists like Pat McGrath, who's a British makeup artist who has her own brand. I want to say she's in Sephora, and so she's well known, Um, and I'm sure that there are a few others that I may be leaving out, but I say few others on purpose, you know, so as far as the remedy to your point, I think it's just what you said. It's about us creating our own platforms, being our own advocates, you know what I mean? And and that's not to say that there are not businesses who have identified that problem and are seeking to be a solution. So when you think about Ulta, I know that they've created a platform for Black-owned businesses in the beauty and cosmetic space. And so they've been really intentional about that. And that's been very evident now how many other businesses have done that I cannot say you know and I think that that just is a testament to kind of the issue that you're speaking to but at the end of the day it really is about just being our own advocates creating our own platforms even networking you know what I mean and just like pushing like the barriers to the side and kicking down the doors like others have done before us so that's not necessarily a new dynamic it's just about it being done you know what I mean so the road I'm sure is long and I'm sure it's challenging but but that could be a start. What is your take? Oh, go ahead. uh, I was just going to add, I definitely personally have seen a shift in the last three, two to three years and having more visibility of, I think Fenty really I was just about to bring up Fenty. I was just talking about Fenty with the I think it was like 54 shades or something like that um that Rihanna just blessed us with and I think the (laughs) I think that really applied the necessary pressure like y'all want to sit here and act like you can't provide all these different shades because it's going to be too much of a production cost well I'm gonna do that so I'm gonna show you how that's done and now she's a billionaire right so um, I think there's a, a really big market in inclusivity that people oftentimes do not want to pay on the front end because it, it is a lot uh, in manufacturing fees, but at the return and the social um, 
shift that happens with it is so much greater than what people think about um, when they're first producing. Um, I stopped using a few brands because of it, actually. Um, As you should. Yeah. And because you get to see who cares about you. (laughs) That's really what it comes down to is who cares about you. Um, I I don't want to use the brand's name, but I'm sure those in the makeup industry will know what I'm talking about. They come out with five shades of foundation and all of them are for white girls, Um, which I mean, you know, that's your target audience and that's what you felt was more important to release. And, um, you know, it's a big company. So of course people notice, like, I think that's what a lot of people think is that we don't notice. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, we, we notice. Uh, So it's best you just come correct. Um, And then, you know, they come with their sales and saying uh, we had these other shades in production, but they were taking longer. We didn't want to wait for the release and everything like that. So um, yeah, I I definitely think we've got better and applied the necessary pressure with Fenty for sure. I love how you say pressure. And just to add to that, I think it's really an element of necessary competition. Mm -hmm. You know, like to be clear, the black dollar is worth trillions Mm -hmm. you know like we're not throwing out pennies and dimes and so never green is always good right like when the green is seen they're about that life and so I really encourage you and just your listeners too to continue to make those conscious purchases like think about those brands who have invested in you before it was cool you know like that's important to really support them because at the end of the day if something happens and the market shifts then understand that those other brands will shift too you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and shout out to Rihanna for doing it I'm sure she had the startup cost to do it too like she had the investment money to do it unlike a lot of others Mm -hmm. um but nonetheless also think about some of your your local brands you know who you see coming up and thinking about supporting them too yeah like hope revolt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like hope revolt. Let me tell you. Do you think that um, even though I know Rihanna is a big uh, figure in the music industry, even in modeling too, you know, do you think that her brand has exploded? Because I think when I think of Rihanna, like I think that she has definitely, you know. Um, continued the progress I wouldn't say paved the trail because there's other black women and people of color that have have done it but when I think of Rihanna I think and I think of you I think of like Polo's more in the gutter like she's more she went to school she knows how to do foundation she knows different colors she knows the technical side she knows the you know the chemicals behind it I don't mean to say the gutter in like the bad way but I mean like you went through the hardship of learning things from the from the bottom to get to where you are now you know where you can sit up here and talk to manufacturers about consistent you know how consistent your product is because of x y and z Versus I wonder if Rihanna, you know, I know she's involved in her brand because she promotes it all the time, you know, but the, what's, what's the, what's the perspective in the makeup industry about Rihanna outside of the fact that she, you know, you know, had showed up for people of color as far as showing, you know, all these big companies that people of color matter and we need to invest in them. But 
do you think from a makeup perspective or makeup artist and someone that's gone to school and stuff like what's your perspective on her brand and do you think it's more of like she got where she is because she had an idea and she had the money behind it or do you think she also has the the passion I guess not necessarily knowing Rihanna and talking to her or whatever but just you know (laughs) being in the industry you know yeah yeah no I understand you know I'll speak from from my perspective as far as like how she's being perceived in the industry and I think she's being well received around Mm -hmm. the world I mean because at the end of the day to your point like yep she had the money (laughs) she had the idea but what I've come to learn in life is you can have an idea and you can have the money and still poorly execute. Mm-hmm. Like you can have the idea and you can have the money and still fall flat. And so I think that there's a lot to be said about how Rihanna has pulled through her brand. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just how I think authentic she is. I think that's mm-hmm. really helped to put her over the top. Like it's not a gimmick. She's not just doing this because she knows, hey, my people got money. <laughs> we in here. <laughs> like, like I'm sure that's icing on the cake, but she really like has a message to share. And like she stays consistent with that message of just supporting her people, you know, supporting us in our different intersectionalities, whether we identify as this or identify as that, whatever shape we are, whatever form we are, size, what have you. Like I think that her being very consistent in that message has really, again, just solidify her spot and put her over the top so yep she had a great idea she had the money to back it but because I think she's being authentic in that space I think it's really helping her to win yeah and I I will echo that for sure because I was very interested in the production of Fenty Cosmetics and um some of my favorite YouTubers uh, were invited to the launch parties and met her, sat down with her, had a, a you know, talk about her pr- production and how she said, I worked on this for about a year before I said any, before I even went into mass manufacturing and I worked myself to try to uh, perfect the formula and um, Mm -hmm. going through the 10 different bottles that we could have had um, but I used all of them to try to figure out what is the most functional for the day-to-day and um, Mm -hmm. makes you know the most sense in production and just really the quality of everything every ounce of the foundations I know she was involved in. Not personally, no, but from her recollection and um, a collective agreement that she was like the pioneer of her foundation and her lip gloss. Um, those are mm-hmm. the two things that I know that she was very um, hands-on as the line expanded, I'm not sure, um, but yeah I think that really is what shined through and what makes me um admire um the collection as much as I do and it kind of goes back to what Brittany was saying like she wears Brittany wears her lip gloss she mm-hmm. knows the consistency yeah. like even her story like I can think of what you were saying about Rihanna but also Brittany like the bottles mm-hmm. the yeah. formula like I think you know when it comes to Holt Revolt and like the quality of the product, like I feel like the the 
business owner or the makeup artist, it's really important, like you were, you guys were talking about, is being authentic, but then also knowing what you're kind of talking about when you're getting up and being yeah. holding it. Because, you know, Brittany, uh, I, I'll switch back and forth in Polo and Brittany. But... It's all me. I'm like, it's all me. I'll take it all. <laughs> but, you know, Polo has been involved in, like, different um, product, like, makeup productions where it comes to, like, mm-hmm. events and stuff. And so, yeah. like, I'm sure you've worked with different types of products, Brittany. But, you know, I would probably have to say you, you, you can see when you are dealing with, like, a Fenty or a Holt Revolt or a MAC or Mm -hmm. whatever like what type of quality you're working with in the time Mm -hmm. that they put especially I would have to say with foundation because I I would tell this story about Brittany because she was uh Brittany and I lived together when she was in makeup school and Mm -hmm. I remember her testing out foundation and if I remember right Brittany correct me if I'm wrong that was probably one of the things that is more complex with different people's like shades and you know um undertones undertones and different things like that so like with Brittany obviously right now like this is your second I think it's either your second or third line um with your lip glosses do you think that you'll like venture into the foundation and if so like what type of would you go with like the cream would you go the powder would you go (laughs) you know and then also too like what would you say when you when you're doing events what's the best type of makeup for people's skin types as far as what you've dealt with um mm-hmm. dealing with peoples of all shades of colors so I, sorry mm-hmm. that's like a loaded question with two but i was just thinking of it yeah and no, i can take both of those parts <laughs> <laughs> so starting with the last part i think what's really important like when you're dealing with like large productions like fashion shows oh my gosh fast-paced productions especially like I think it's really important to use products with what I call like a quick payoff meaning I don't have to work with this forever to see the color come through oh I hate eyeshadows (laughs) that do that it's just like but did I pick up any on my brush like where is it it can be really hard to work with and so that's really important like can I get a quick payoff because with larger productions you're often moving fast like whether it's a conference and you're doing a display or it's a fashion show what have you like you have to be able to move quickly and so like having that quick payoff is super helpful and definitely not something to be underrated and then also just it's durability like something that I was thinking about with Hope Revolt is like okay can makeup artists use this Like, would this be something I would appreciate using? And so that was really one way that I pressure tested the product. Like, is it going to be long lasting? Does it feel good on the skin? Is the payoff there? Um, So I think that's really important. Like when you're working with products for productions to your last question. And then to the other question, will Hope Revolt expand into foundations? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I think I would love to see Hope Revolt, certainly as a beauty brand, but a reimagined mm-hmm. beauty brand. Like, I would love to not just focus on the physical beauty, but the beauty of life. You know what I mean? And just curating the life that our customers and helping them curate the lives that they want. You know what I mean? So that could look like a lot of different lanes and we certainly want to stay as focused as possible so short answer about the foundation maybe we'll see I would I would love to take it as far as I can for sure 
That's awesome. Oh, cool. Well, Taylor, do you have? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch to getting a little personal. I don't know. Go ahead. Take the, take the will. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like Brittany had mentioned in her introduction, she is now a wife. Um, mm. And what would you say is probably like your biggest learning lesson that you can give to anybody that is either engaged, that's looking to be married or um, that is, you know, about to be married, like they're about to be married like tomorrow, you know, and they're mm-hmm. looking for, you know, just advice from a newlywed. Mm-hmm. Or that you've learned. Something I've learned, I think something I've learned and I'm continuing to get better at is communication. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you hear that a lot, like, oh, communication is so important. Communication is one of the largest reasons people get divorced. But I think that when you're in it, like when you're in that relationship, when you're actually working on your communication and your style and accommodating your partner, it's work like it's work. and so something I'm working on in terms of communication is really learning how to de-escalate those passionate conversations mm-hmm. you know what I mean because I love my husband and before he's my husband he's my friend mm-hmm. and I'd rather not talk to you like I would talk to somebody I don't care about yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, I don't want to deal with that energy and I and I'm the person who's going to take that energy into the next few days. Yeah. And so for better or for worse, I know that about myself. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to, <laughs> so I'm going to try to set us all up for success. And so I think I've seriously recently within the last few weeks started to really get this <laughs> together, Yeah, you know, and if I see it escalating, I'm just like, let's drop it. Let's revisit this <laughs> a little later. I'm not talking about this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes he may be like, oh, so you done talking? And I'm like, yes. Yep. Like, <laughs> you can continue and I respect that if you want to continue, but I'm going to go over here and we're going to revisit this <laughs> another time because he's a great guy and he really is a great communicator and he's really usually better than me. And so sometimes I just use his tools <laughs> on him, you know, and just build from there. Um, but that's okay. definitely, you know, something I've learned is just, first of all, accepting my own communication style, just knowing who am I, <laughs> you know, in terms of communication and what I tend to do so that I can better recognize that and adjust as the moment requires. I love that. Cause I'm, I'm turn up. So kind of queen, but I'm feeling like Amber, I'm feeling like seismic, like, <laughs> let me hold up. Because <laughs> this is about to go down. <laughs> it's just so sad. Poor Nicholas, because he's like so passive, you know, like he doesn't like conflict, you know, unless you really piss him off and he's You toughened him up though. You toughened him up. He, uh, he tries to hang in there. <laughs> I am toughened iron for sure. I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, I I'm the queen of the shutdown, like because <laughs> that's when you hit below the belt when you when you already riled up. I can I can totally see that. Well, he, 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 and I don't necessarily do that. Like, I Nick has such a like a sweetheart that I don't want to oh, be like you know talking crazy, talking crazy to him like hitting below the belt because he don't play mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not happen. But mm-hmm. like 
you know, if I'm upset, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm upset about. I'm going to tell you real time, you know, I might maybe use some words that are not as nice, not like calling him out of his name, but just expressing my feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he'll just say normie like like a toddler you know like I'm a toddler you know like I don't have time for that I don't have today yeah. like, like go to time out go yeah. to your room <laughs> go to your are room. you done yeah are you, are you finished <laughs> are you done <laughs> he retreat me like sometimes he treats junior okay yeah whatever like I'm just I'm just gonna leave the room and let you talk to yourself but um mm-hmm. but yeah I definitely can relate Brittany because sometimes you just I you know I'll speak for myself like sometimes it's just like what is it worth it because I know I'm gonna say something and it's gonna piss you off you know I'm like you know we could take it there yeah (laughs) we really could maybe I'm gonna try a different way this time yeah (laughs) let's see see how this works (laughs) and when Nicholas gets in the mood he's like you know what I got time for it I got time today let's go all right like you got time me too (laughs) (laughs) I'm like okay yeah I'm done because I don't want to go there with you because Nick Nick is the petty he's the Mm -hmm. tailor well he'll be like bringing out old stuff and hitting you below the belt and things you thought that you were being like you know, open and vulnerable about he'll just like, back in your face. You're like, dang. Let me pull that out the bag real quick. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Look, I tried to mind my own business. I tried to mind my own business, but since I'm here, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I know like marriage is fun if you make it that way. Mm-hmm. Like you're always learning something new. So, mm-hmm. what would you? I know that you have two fur babies. Yeah. what would you say is kind of like you know and usually most of the time and not all the time because some people just like to stick with the fur babies and some mm-hmm. use the fur babies to get them prepared for real babies so what would you say is like the biggest thing and I, I bring up the two because either one that you're doing you have to be a team because someone mm-hmm. can't always be taking the baby not the baby the dogs out it's the babies well, we call them the babies yeah. don't worry <laughs> but taking them out to use the restroom feeding them every day you know Mm -hmm. making sure they go to their doctor's appointments you know getting up in the middle of the night if there's an issue like it's just like a a team partnership so what would you say is like something that you learned about yourself you know being a fur mama I learned that I just might need therapy before I I, I really did learn that for real. <laughs> like things happen and they just trigger me and like mm-hmm. we get real close to like disagreements because I'm just like, nah, like what? that's that's a hard no for me. Like yeah. you can put him in his kennel. Like yeah. you can do that. Like and stop yelling at him. And I don't like that tone. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, someone has to discipline them. <laughs> How will they know what's mm-hmm. right and what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. We have to figure it out, but this is not going to worry. Um, so it really has taught me, though, for real, um, just some of the things that I might want to think about as I become, Lord willing, become a parent when that time comes. And mm-hmm. it's kind of given me that perspective and, and thankfully in advance so I can be proactive mm-hmm. about seeking out that perspective, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to a human child. Yeah. So that's really important for me and something that I really wasn't expecting to happen. Like, I'm just thinking, okay, we, we're going to have these two babies, fur babies, and mm-hmm. we're going to 
care of them. They're going to love us and, and we're good. But like you said, Amber, like it really is about partnership and yeah. it's not just about partnership. It's about literally developing them as beings. Like you yeah. have to have those tough moments so that you mm-hmm. can have the better moments mm-hmm. and like you can't let them just run around and run amok. Because one, mm-hmm. they won't respect you, is what I've learned. You cannot be too nice. Because they'll be like, oh, okay. I'm going to do what I want to do. And, and like, they know who's who. And they know who's who. It's yeah. funny. It's yeah. hilarious. It's It really is. Like, I almost feel bad because sometimes I think I'm the one uh, maybe holding them back in a way. <laughs> because sometimes I do things to directly contradict BJ. And I don't mean to. Like, it's just me. Like, for instance, I would love to have them on the couch with us a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only one of them is hypoallergenic and doesn't shit. Yeah. So our German Shepherd, fur everywhere. Like, yeah. you don't have to clean that up. But the point is, I want to treat them equally. So I want them both on the couch with me. And he's just like, no, because when people come over, yeah. they're going to smell like dogs on the couch, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no. And so they'll jump up and try it. Like, because sometimes we do get a little lenient. We'll let them both come up, but not all the time. Yeah, and so like, they'll jump up there and BJ's like, get down. And I'm like, no, but she's so comfortable. And she will literally look at him like, (laughs) who's going to win this? this? I'm just like, but I want her here. Look, she's so comfortable. And like, she will not move because she knows what's up. She's like, well, look, mama said I can be here. here." (laughs) And sometimes I might see BJ like reaching back to like push. I'm like, go, Roxy, go. And she'll jump off the couch. they know what's up yeah they know they do well that's really good that you like had the experience with a little bit less repercussions and learning yourself in that way and Mm -hmm. I think that's the best that pets can do is help you um grow as a person I I really wish I had a pet I'm getting sad right now you have Vita <laughs> right what about Vita you don't like Vita anymore Vita I love Vita that's Nick and Amber's dog and um I always say this I love Vita she's not the dog I would have chose but I love her <laughs> and um she she just is too nervous at my place I need I need a dog that hasn't had you know the suburban life yet that only knows apartment life (laughs) so (laughs) so that them seeing dogs walk by or uh, hear people in the hallway or talking upstairs or something um, Mm -hmm. doesn't make them bark because I also don't like barking dogs and Vita likes to bark (laughs) (laughs) but I love Vita we cuddle she I'm the dog whisperer I'm very good with dogs and um, I've had a lot in my my lifetime but it's too much commitment I'm not ready to commit. I'm not ready to commit to anything. <laughs> so. Whenever you're ready, there's going to be a puppy for you somewhere. I guarantee you. I really want a cat. but oh, no. I will not come busy. <laughs> oh, you, she went far. She went really far with that. Like, we were definitely in a good place. And you took us somewhere else. <laughs> this is hilarious. She's like, girl, dog. and the thing is I don't even really like cats like that but that's the only animal that I could imagine myself getting my friend got guinea pigs because they're kind of low maintenance Mm -hmm. but they're really not um and so Mm -hmm. if I were to get a pet 
right now like go to the shelter and get one it would be a cat but I'm allergic to cats so it's not gonna happen but okay cool this is a hypothetical (laughs) this is purely hypothetical I'm allergic to cats um I'm not afraid to box with an animal either and I feel like I would have to box with a cat (laughs) like there's something that I can't I just can't deal I can't deal and congratulations on the apartment too I didn't know oh totally went to get in my little sitting area um yeah so I'm getting more inspired about my spaces and what I want to put there and I I got a little palm tree um so it's it's super cute yeah that's that's my life form that I can take care of right now as a plant know thyself that's all that matters I'm super excited for you and then my friend was here I went on vacation so when I came back she came in and I was talking to my plant and she was like you talk to your plant and I was like yeah and she's thriving so (laughs) I'm doing it right I don't care yes it's really good like seriously I'm not kidding like I'll run up and down the street especially in the Park Meridian area and people have these nice gardens Mm -hmm. and literally I see this lady quite often talking Mm -hmm. to sunflowers yeah and they're huge yeah like something is clearly working (laughs) yeah you gotta talk to your plants they they um totally appreciate it so Mm. yeah well, I think we're going to wrap it up, ladies. This was great. Amber is sad. I just had one last question. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm holding this up. No, you're not I'm holding it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're holding this from. Um, so I know one of the, the biggest things that I love about Brittany is that she throws down in the kitchen. Oh, Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so my last question is, what is a dish that you have not made that you're experimenting with right now? Hmm. Well, if I'm experimenting, I have to. Okay, sorry. (laughs) What's the dish that you haven't made yet that you want to make? in Mm -hmm. the future that you'll be experimenting to perfect oh that's good you know what Mm -hmm. believe it or not I have yet to make a peach cobbler and it's so necessary that I do so the intention for Thanksgiving was to make the peach cobbler like the traditional Mm -hmm. peach cobbler and then I'm like, hmm, I've been cooking for like 24 hours and I just want to <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> so I found this recipe and I tweaked it a little bit. And so it really, it's not a traditional peach cobbler. So I'm not counting it as the point. It's good, but it's not mm-hmm. traditional peach cobbler. Yeah. And so that is what I want to make. I want to try and I want to perfect. Okay. Um, 
Well, just send us a put a plate outside on the porch. You'll come get it. (laughs) (laughs) You hey, it's no thing, and I'm glad you offered because I'm happy to share. (laughs) As long as you give me real feedback, because you know some people like, oh, that that's good, and it's not. Yeah, uh, I mean, hey, I mean, I hear that happens. (laughs) That's definitely. I, I just feel that when you and BJ had ate when I was uh, cooking that one time, that was a fail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was serious, though. The pasta sauce, I was dead ass. Um, it was delicious. The butter you know, sauce lit. <laughs> the biggest thing is you have to be prepared. And I I was unprepared. Anyways, I I definitely need to have some of your cooking. Has I heard your Cajun pasta? Oh yeah, and the shrimp and grits. Like uh, Danae mm-hmm. was like, "What's Brittany's number?" Because I need to I need to get that. What? When did? What was the shrimp and grits? When we lived in Chicago, so they had uh, they lived in um they lived up the street from us. Her and BJ. And um, they invited us over. And this was the time that Janae was uh, visiting because it was her birthday. Yeah. And so Brittany was just cooking, like whipping up, like, oh, yeah, I'm just putting some some shrimp and grits together. Like, it's like just a real. Oh, just, I just got this <laughs> yeah, in the fridge, whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to throw this together. And so it was really good. She threw her whole foot in there. Yeah, she threw her whole body in there. Okay. I, I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's probably one of my like staples at this point. Mm-hmm. I love it. BJ loves it. Like it's not going anywhere. So all that to say, we got you, Taylor. You got hey, <laughs> shrimp mm-hmm. and grits and cobbler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like that season, like brunch season. Yeah. Is- yeah. Yeah, so. but but you know what else season it is? It's bathing suit season. So we're gonna have to put small portions. <laughs> right. Listen, girl, I'm about to go to Jamaica, Lord willing. This and I feel like this, like Jamaica gonna get what everybody come about these clothes. Okay. Hey. <laughs> and that's just it. And that's all the body yaddy yaddy yaddy. Okay, all the body yaddy yaddy yaddy. <laughs> I'm not missing any meals for Jamaica, okay? Right. <laughs> I'm missing meals for Cancun, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Brittany Polo Grimes, thank you so much for joining us. And if individuals that are listening want to purchase your product, where can they find you? Yes, if you want to learn more about the product or make a purchase, you can go to hoperevolt.com. That's H-O-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T.com. And you can also follow us at Hope Revolt Cosmetics on Instagram. Awesome. Hey. And if they are wondering if they can, uh, if they want to know more information about the makeup industry or your experience in, um, in cosmetology school, can they slip into your DMs or is there a better way to contact yes. you? Okay. Go ahead and slip into my DMs or you yeah. can even hit me up at hello at Hope Revolt. Again, Hope is spelled H-A-U-T-E. Um, so yeah, either way works for me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us tonight. We really do appreciate it.
Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. And looking forward to to breaking some bread really soon with some shrimp and grits. Yeah. Hey, I can't (laughs) wait. I'm already salivating. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Take care. Awesome. Take care, ladies. You too. All right. So Taylor, what is the self-care tip of the day? Ooh, okay. So I mentioned in our intro, we are in spring full forward. Um, and so I think that it would be a great time to get outside. And that's going to be my self-care tip of the week. Now, I know in the Midwest, we got crazy weather so it Girl, dropped back hell? down Were you, oh no you weren't cool this weekend it was 28 degrees this morning and it was 72 degrees on saturday i don't understand um it's actually know. angering um <laughs> <laughs> but i am definitely still going to encourage y'all to get outside that greenery and that spring air just hit different um, and I, it's really important, um, especially for people who have maybe seasonal affective disorder, which is also known as um, seasonal depression, um, which is a clinical um, disorder. But for those of us on that spectrum of maybe just not feeling like yourself, that haze that winter gives you, and getting outside and going for a walk can knock that haze clean off um you know put on a jacket put on some sunglasses and get outside and probably put on some sunscreen too but um Mm -hmm. I I really think that there's a lot of benefits to going outside um not only are you getting the vitamin d which um aids in collagen production in your skin um it also it's really good for um I believe serotonin increased levels. So it's like clinically going to make you feel better. Um, So my self-care tip of the week is take a walk outside, sit outside, drink your wine or beer or whatever else you drink outside, your water outside, Mm -hmm. Um, go for a run outside, just find a way to be outside, go get a picnic. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, take a picnic and, you know, just bask in the outdoors so yeah well cool that's it so what's our self (laughs) our our grind tip of the week um I would probably have to say this week um I had I had an item but I actually was really excited um there's a few like one-liners that Brittany said in our Mm -hmm. in in her part of the episode that I was really you know kind of excited about and one of the things that really kind of hit home for me was about your your doing your passion projects so Mm -hmm. I know we kind of talked about that before there's another um individual that we went that Brittany and I both went to school with and she's very very um active online and uh, one of the things that she used to write about all the time is she, that she does her nine to five and then she also do, does her five to nine and so mm-hmm. I was thinking about Brittany and how um, she's doing her five to nine in her passion and so mm-hmm. the only thing I would leave with you guys is that at, as she was talking about you know what type of life you want to live 
I think it's really important for us to, to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you can work, and I, I'm speaking to myself when I say this, so you guys be patient with me, especially for those that know me. Y'all gonna be like, uh-huh. Uh, I would say, like, do things that make you um, excited, you know, in your free time, and really be intentional about carving out that free time, because time is flying by so fast. And if you are at work all the time, working really hard, working crazy hours, working weekends, working all this stuff, and you really don't take the time to read that book that you want or to visit that girlfriend for lunch um, or go hang out with your, your family or even, you know, watch a movie with your family, like your husband, your kids. Yeah. I think it's really important to reset. Um, but then also make sure like you're doing, you at least pick something outside of your, your nine to five that's, f- that's feeding your soul. Um, mm-hmm. so I've said a lot, but I would probably have to say that was probably one of the things that I, that I was just like, you know what, that's so timely. Let me just, whatever I was going to say, let me just say that. Cause that's so timely, especially as we're getting back into, this quote-unquote getting back into normal and people are getting vaccinated and losing their whole minds going to Miami <laughs> and doing all sorts of stuff and really just trying to you know release all that pent-up energy that they've had over the last like year you know yeah. um still be like be mindful and be safe but yeah. also enjoy enjoy life um mm-hmm. so that's that's what I will leave with you guys this week. Maybe one of the takeaways or how you can apply it is maybe this week, think about something that you are, that you're doing or that you love to do. And, you know, you might not have a lot of time to do it every single day, but maybe take at least one uh, hour out of one day this week and do something that you're passionate about. Um, and if that means like you have to go somewhere because you maybe you have a kid or a husband or a wife, um, you know, or you live with your family, maybe you gotta, if you want to read that book in peace and quiet, maybe take a drive and sit in the park. I see people all the time, always reading in their cars uh, when yeah. we go out to work every single day. Um, so, you know, just do maybe take a walk. We live in Indianapolis, you know, the canal's open. Maybe take a walk on the canal or a new, part of the monon you know those different things so make sure you wear a mask (laughs) (laughs) if you're around people but that's that's why i will leave with you guys so well thank you so yeah all right so taylor where can you find us and where can you follow us so you can find us on Instagram at the inner circle dot pod gals. Um, and that's pod gals, P O D G A L S, the inner circle as well. And you can also email us at the inner circle dot pod gals at gmail.com. Um, you can send us a love letter or you can just give us um, maybe a, um, a question that you have for us and maybe we'll answer it. So um, we check that every day, every second. So yeah, it'll get through to us. And also too, if you're on um, Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate us. 
um, because your rating also, when you rate us, it allows other people to find us. Yep. And then also, if you follow us on Spotify, um, that just allows us to show that there's people who care about what content we post. So feed back into us and we feed into you. Absolutely. (laughs) And I I, want to take this time out um, to let everybody know that we really do appreciate the support ever since Mm -hmm. we've launched the podcast um last week I feel or maybe it's two weeks from at this point uh by the time you guys hear it it'll be a month or so but um either way like it's really uh, we really do appreciate it we have analytics in the background um so we can see that people from all over the country Virginia South Carolina Michigan Indianapolis California um you're you guys are listening on your computer, your iPhones, your Androids. Uh, you <laughs> no, we love Android I listeners too. I just we, they're all equal. <laughs> <laughs> so we really, we really do. Um, all jokes aside, we really do appreciate it. And even though this is the end of March that we're recording, that you guys won't really hear until I believe May um, or June. Uh, as of today, we have over a hundred um, spins. So we have uh, over a hundred people, or not, I wouldn't say people, we have a, over a hundred um, plays for yeah. our, our season one. And so yeah. that's really, really exciting. And I just have to say thank you to everyone who has uh, shown their support and given us a shout out on Instagram as well. Um, That means a whole lot to me and Amber and the podcast. Um, So uh, we need it and we love the the uplifting. Absolutely. So, all right, y'all. Well, it is late uh, for us, but we... um, We hope you guys enjoyed the show and we will see y'all later. See you next week. All right.